Live from the Coachella Valley, time for another hour of the desert scene. Art exhibitions to modernism, music festivals to live theater, big screen, little screen, and very little screen. This is the Culture Corner with Bonnie Gilgallen and Brian Mendoza. Here's Bonnie and Brian on iHub Radio. Welcome to the cult. There we go. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Culture Corner. Um, we're um, almost the end of February, which is great. Uh, lots to talk about. Tons. Great guests and lots and lots of news. Hey, Brian, what's in the news today? So much to talk about today. Like, so Lady Gaga, that uh, terrible, terrible. So for those of you who don't know, Lady Gaga's d- uh, dogs were being walked around by this man, and he got shot at and the dogs were kidnapped it's terrible horrible and now lady gaga's actually um doing a ransom she's offered isn't it half a million dollars it's half a million dollars to get the dogs back wow yes. so she has put out this information about it and the the gentleman who um got shot is going is expected to make a full recovery but, but he's in the hospital it's pretty hairy i think yeah wasn't it i mean he's not you know i don't know where was he shot in the chest we don't know I would say that I think he probably got shot probably closer to like an area of his probably the chest, but yeah. not like an area where it would actually kill him. Yeah, because if yeah. he's recovering and he's yeah. doing just fine, then then I think that it wouldn't be necessarily too bad. Yeah. But I honestly think that just the fact that it actually happened is bad enough to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. And French. And the fact is that that when it comes to these types of attacks, you, it's almost easy to kind of dismiss it like, oh, it's just her dogs. But the fact is that someone got hurt, and it's I not th- just her dogs. If you have a do- if you're a dog owner, a dog lover, it's not just it's like your children. No, you're, you're, you're you right know. about that. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like when it comes to like dog nappings are not even that uncommon either. French bulldogs actually get stolen more often than people like See, to I say. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, because they actually are worth a lot of money, and I think that there's this perception that if you steal from a rich person, they'll pay it up. You know, there's always mm-hmm. a ransom. Yeah. And unfortunately in this case, like there is a ransom because well, she wants her dogs back. Right, and, right. and the fact, and the thing is that at least we know that someone, that the man who got, who was walking the dogs, dog walker, he is doing better now, mm-hmm. but I, I'm hoping that he has some form of justice because that's, that's a horrible crime. Absolutely. And, they all and LAPD has finally released a description of the suspe- suspects, and they say that it's a bit of a stump of, in terms of a mystery because like there's only surveillance footage and only so much. And we start was it at night? Wasn't it at night? Yes, it was at night. And did he was he able to get a look at them, or do they have masks on? Do we know that? I think what happened was it was one of those events where they're not too sure about what's going on. I think that he was able to get a description, but I think what happened was. I don't I don't actually know to be honest like I think that he the uh, the gentleman Ryan Fleischer mm-hmm. I think that he I guess like for me I get the impression that he did tell them what they look like mm-hmm. according to this they're two men and that they were in a white Nissan Altima and mm-hmm. they're described as uh, black men and I think that according to this they probably did wear a mask mm-hmm. but other than that like that's the only information they got is that he yeah. was 
that they're black individuals and own Nissan Ultima. And and if they well, if they have some surveillance video these days, they can do a lot with surveillance video. They can zoom in and all that stuff. So that might help a lot. That's true. I remember I was wa- I was watching something about how like um, surveillance footage is both a blessing and a curse because sometimes they can because of how blurry it is. Sometimes someone might mm-hmm. be, you know, let's be honest, like might be picked. Uh, might be picked at random for a crime they didn't do like mm-hmm. they were they get profiled that's what i'm trying yeah. to remember well yeah that's that, that's always a risk you know but it's also good because then it's like oh at least we got something there mm-hmm. and the the thing is though what was really shocking to me is the weapon they use they used a semi-automatic handgun that's disturbing yes and they um Oh boy, that is th- that to me is the most shocking thing because when you watch the surveillance footage, which I would not necessarily recommend watching it just because it's one of those things. I heard like, it was pretty. Yeah, I I saw the still shot on Facebook. But I I didn't want to watch it because I heard it was kind of a little graphic. So like it's you can't see too much out of it, but mm-hmm. the the fact that you hear like someone screaming and yeah. you hear the du, 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 you yeah. know like don't like when you hear a semi-automatic weapon. He's go lucky off, he's alive. He's really lucky he's alive. No, he if really you think is. About that. He really is, and. Uh, that that to me was the thing that shocked me was that he was still alive. Now, uh, considering these were Lady Gaga's dogs, I'm assuming this was probably a very nice part of L.A. Was this in like Beverly Hills or some really nice area, I would think, wasn't it? It was near Sunset Boulevard. Okay. North okay. Sierra Bonita Avenue. Okay. And it was Wednesday night, which was two nights ago mm-hmm. at 940. And according to this, he actually tried to protect the dogs. And yeah. that Lady Gaga's father describes him as a friend. So it wasn't just this dog walker but yeah. like a genuine it had friend. a personal connection yeah and yeah. you know and i think that's i think that's why maybe lady gaga's trying really hard to like navigate this because she wants her dogs back but i think that she also wants justice for, for this her friend. guy yeah and yeah. i and i would like justice for him it's not to me it's not just the dogs because like obviously like if the ransom is there no questions asked they might there's a good chance they might get returned mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there is a situation where a man got shot and yeah so my uh, my then i would think that if she's offering this ransom no questions asked so let's say they bring the dogs back and they get the money and that's fine the dogs are fine but there's still a criminal investigation that the police have to continue for this shooting no yes you know i think lapd would probably be doing its own thing yeah yeah historically speaking even if you don't want them to lapd will they have to investigate that they'll they'll investigate that even i think what she wants is probably i think in some way i'm hoping that this is probably more of a strategy to try to see if anyone will come forward Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think if anything she wants the dogs back to sort of help out the case which you know makes a lot of course of course yeah but what a what a real devastating thing to happen like not only does your friend get shot but your dogs get kidnapped and you know i was gonna say that that at least for the most part hopefully my heart goes my heart goes out to a uh, uh, ryan fisher yes absolutely and you know I, i'm hoping the dogs get returned and yeah. that there's justice there but Ooh, what a what a story! Uh, I you know because I have two dogs. I have a golden retriever, Roxy, and Googie is a lab, mostly lab, but it has an Akita tail, so it's a lab Akita mix. But I don't have children. Eric, neither Eric nor I have children. There are children, and if that happened to me, I would be out of my mind. I have, Just, I have a dog and a cat too. So for me, it's like I feel like when because I don't have children either. Mm-hmm. Which you know, for me, the cat and the dogs are, are my kids. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I think that 
it, it's just one of those things that I, I can't imagine, you know. And the fact is that, like, it's a lot harder to retrieve stolen animals because mm-hmm. like i've had a cat that went missing a long time ago and i never knew what happened to that because sometimes when a cat sometimes cats just kind of go off by themselves wander and off they get lost. Yeah. yeah and milan said that uh, caesar milan who is the dog whisperer i love him yeah. he actually did have some encouraging things to say he did say that when a human has bad intentions to remove the dog from a familiar environment that dog will experience a layer of that negative energy but he said that if anything, Lady Gaga does not have to worry about the dogs being traumatized. That he said the dogs once they've returned to they'll their kind environment, they'll kind of forget about it. Yeah, they'll yeah. move on. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what he said. And he said that they'll be emotionally confused, but once they move back, mm-hmm. everything will hopefully. He said there's a good chance to just live their lives because that's what he said. Raising a dog like raising a kid is all about environment your mm-hmm. parents activities and he tries to say and he also went on to say dogs live in a very economical background dogs live in every economical background so like you know he said i don't i think he was trying to not only say like you know dogs will be happy no matter how rich someone is but also the fact is that just the economy of emotions that people mm-hmm. that dogs live in like you know I, what I mean? I, I I like I love it that he said you know they'll ret- hopefully return safely. I'm sure that will happen, and they'll forget about it and they'll move on. You know, it, I think as human beings we should we need to do that more. You know, when something forget about it, move on. And a lot of us don't. We hang on. <laughs> something else, real quick. I wanted to throw it, and I forget who it was. There was a quote. Someone shared a quote on Facebook, and I forget who the original it was. Somebody well known, some philosopher, um, that said um, dogs something to the effect of dogs reflect their owners and their environments and it said if you see a really happy loving dog they're usually living in a really happy loving house and if you see a really snarling angry dog chances are their owner is the same exactly and if you see a dangerous as a dangerous dog is violent there's something in that owner they're picking up and i'm telling you i have seen that i have seen it in my life i really have i knew somebody i'm not going to name any names but someone who had a really um, German Shepherd that was always barking and, and violent with people and people would come to the house and they, you know, they uh, have to hold the dog. And the owner had a lot of those characteristics. And the same thing, I knew another dog that um, just kind of out of nowhere killed another dog, a little dog, just kind of snapped and the dog was slow. And anyway, I have seen it. I have seen, I think that's very accurate. It's true. I think for me, like when it comes, when I, I've seen a lot of, I've been in a lot of positions, unfortunately, where I would have to help out a friend with something like with an abusive partner. And every time like I go to a person who I perceive to be very toxic or abusive, mm-hmm. their dogs reflect that. They pick that. up the energy. They do. Like they're much more aggressive and they'll yep. bark at you. And for me, like sometimes when a dog is super aggressive in a household, it is sort of like an instinct for me to, to question the household. Mm-hmm. Because I've been in a lot of nice places where nice people and their dogs are the most kind, yep. gentle, and because they pick up on vibes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because uh, here's the thing about dogs. I'm not a dog expert, but I noticed that like when a dog 
is raised in a loving household, they'll understand that their owner gets along with someone like, mm-hmm. okay, that person is their friend, so right. let me get along with them. Right. And if they bark at someone, it's probably a stranger or someone that's legitimately mm-hmm. causing harm. Right. But I've been in uh, places where like, if a dog is treated badly, they'll perceive all humans as mm-hmm. a threat. Mm-hmm. And even then, if they get along with you, that's that's very rare. And I'm, I'm hoping that the kidnappers in this case at least treat the dogs at least well. you exactly at least they don't abuse the dogs while they have them yeah yeah, yeah. and whatever their motivation was you know getting new sounds like money probably they were it, gonna probably sell them i guess I it's know. probably money yeah. you know and i think that i think at this point they probably caught wind of the ransom i'm hoping that you know they at least treat the dogs well yeah. and the lure of getting half a million dollars <laughs> is worth keep treating the dogs well and bringing them back well, yeah. yeah because i i'm, I'm really I really doubt that she um, would give them the money if they were treated badly. Yeah. And the other thing is, who I'm not necessarily just speaking about like the kidnappers, but the friends and relatives. If you know, maybe they don't hear the station. Maybe they do. But if you know these people, try to get those dogs yeah. home. Your friends or your family are committing a wrong. Right. They're doing something wrong. So if you know these, have men, any info about this? Yeah. You know, contact LAPD. Yeah. But also, you know. Talk to your friends or do everything in your power to bring that dog back. And like Lady Gaga said, no questions asked. Yeah. She you just know. Want, and she's she's a, I mean, she's donated millions to uh, the tech to all kinds of relief. Co- I mean, she's donated millions to a lot of cause. She's I mean, she's got a good heart. She doesn't deserve this. No, yeah. she doesn't. And think and your friends hurt somebody physically, right. too. So if you know them, which, you know, maybe someone listening does know. Do the right thing. Do the right thing, as they would say, because someone got hurt yeah. and dogs need to be home. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll be back with much more on the Culture Corner in just a bit. Listening to Bonnie Gilgallen and Brian Mendoza talking arts and entertainment on iHub Radio's The Culture Corner. Here are Bonnie and Brian. And we're back on the Culture Corner. Lots and lots of news today. Let's get into the Woody Allen Mia Farrow uh, documentary on HBO. And I, uh, Brian, you saw the first chunk, right? So tell yeah. us what. Tell us about it. So the first episode of Allen versus Farrow basically follows the. I'm going to say complicated saga good, that's a good word yeah <laughs> complicated saga of mia farrow woody allen dylan ronan farrow suny previn and in some cases moses farrow because he has a lot to say mm-hmm. and there's a there's a lot of complexity in this story so yeah. a quick summary woody allen in the 1990s had a after a 11 year long relationship with mia farrow was caught basically with his pants down by having a bunch of nude photos of Mia Farrow's adoptive daughter, Sunia Previn. And eventually those two got married. So everyone knows that saga, yeah. but there's also another part of it that's somewhat underreported, which is kind of sad because I think that this is actually the real like crime of it was mm-hmm. Woody Allen was accused of molesting his daughter, 
um, Dylan Farrell. When she was little. Little. Yeah, yeah. And oftentimes this story, I feel when people talk about it, they say, well, he married his daughter. But they always forget like the other things. Other things too were important. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like this is one of those stories that a documentary needs to be co- needs to come out to show people mm-hmm. like the truth or at least a cohesive idea of what happened. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I think in pop culture, a lot of stories come out and they get it's like telephone people spread it and they change as the every time it's told it gets changed a little yeah exactly yeah. and nuances get lost for yeah. example like moses farrell has and Sunni previn they have accusations about mia farrell being abusive to them because they're asian american um mm. adoptees mm-hmm. to her so they have their own accusations and they support woody allen you know moses farrell being woody allen's mm adoptive son what does dylan say that they she was spoke in this correct yes what does she say in the documentary she talks very specific it's in the documentary the first episode talks about how about the relationship between woody allen and mia farrell Mm -hmm. and the the complexities and i appreciate the documentary for doing this yeah the complexities of dylan farrell's relationship with her father because for her she says in the documentary I will always be afraid of my father but it's never gonna i'm never gonna stop loving him because a lot of my happiest memories as a child are because of him. It's very and confusing, I'm sure, for it a child. Is. Yeah. And when I was watching it, I was like, wow, this documentary, you know, everyone was criticizing it for being one-sided because Woody Allen and Sunni Previn mm-hmm. did not participate in it. Mm-hmm. And they were asked to participate in it. Mm-hmm. And my first thought is, you know, if you're going to complain about not about one-sidedness, why didn't you participate? Right, you know, right. even if they edit you a certain way, at least you're in it. Yeah, yeah. And they do use audio the audiobook of Woody Allen's memoir in it. So you do hear his voice talk mm-hmm. about events mm-hmm. and they're going to probably get sued for that too. Cause the company, the publisher said that they're going to watch the whole series. Cause maybe they didn't have a right to do that, to yeah. use any of that. Okay. Yeah. And okay. they want to see how it's used in context. And yeah. I think it's used fine. You know, like if, if they have to have Woody Allen's perspective, they would throw it in. How old is Dylan now? I think Dylan Farrell, that's a very... She's 20-something? No, I think she's a little older. A little older, that. okay. Because she was... Because uh, before I was born, this was happening. Yeah. So I, she's 35. Okay, so my... my uh, one of my views on this is if she's 35 and she said, I still love my father. I mean, they, there are people, you know, if, if you're... But when kids are still little and you're in the middle, let's say you're in the middle of a messy divorce and the you know, wife accuses the husband and the kid's four or five and there will always be people who say well they were coached and they don't have told what to say she's 35 years old so to me i mean she's saying i'm still afraid of him but i love him so it's not once it's not like i hate his guts or i love him. so to me i would tend to believe what she says she's 35 years old why is she gonna lie about that now no and that's true because like they don't have any mia farrell does not have hold over them because yeah she's an adult she can say what she wants and i think that dylan farrell did something that real victims do which is give a nuanced idea of their relationships like when you for example mommy dearest Mm -hmm. that book when it got made into movie kind of lost out on the fact that the book itself christina crawford she talked a lot about loving her mother and how she was very that she she always felt that her mother's approval was very important to her despite mm-hmm. the abuse mm-hmm. and i feel like when you read memoirs about abuse one of the most poignant things to me is the complexity of right. loving your abuser there's and, always gray areas yeah. it's not black and white yeah and i there was this sort of debate there was a movie 
there's an Avengers movie, like a movie recently, the Marvel movie, mm-hmm. that actually dealt with can your abuser slash love you? Mm-hmm. And it's actually like someone said to me, they can, but the fa- the sad part is your abuser's love is what's hurting you. Right. And it's twisted because it's they're sick. They've got a problem. You yeah. know, they've got yeah. It's just and sick. You're, and the love you have for them is bad too. So mm-hmm. for me, like. I appreciate this documentary for getting into that nuance. And it, the first episode is on HBO Max. I do recommend it. And the filmmakers have said very specifically that they don't try to make two-sided stories. They want to present the narrative that comes naturally mm-hmm. to the interview. So right. if Woody Allen and Sunye Previn and Moses Farrell, who are they have their side, if they didn't come forward, they're going to get stuck with it. And I think it was a I think it was a bad idea to say no to the documentary yeah. if they wanted their side. Yeah. Well, my, real quick, Woody Allen, of course, a talented filmmaker, made, made some great films, but I think he's kind of sick and twisted. And the fact that he married his daughter, and everything, I think he's guilty. It's my two cents. No. Oh, yeah. You're definitely going <laughs> to say that. No, I I definitely am more inclined to believe Dylan Farrell over anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, to be a little bit more, like, say, go watch the documentary. Trust me. Make your own judgments. Yeah. But I feel like the, the smoke is there. Yeah. There's yeah. plenty of smoke and there's, there's probably fire. a fire. All right, we're going to be back with Luca from Frankie's Old World Italian Bakery in just a bit on the Culture Corner. The curtain rises on local and regional arts and entertainment. From music to theater, films to fine art, it's The Culture Corner. Get connected. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Bonnie and Brian on iHub Radio. And we are back on The Culture Corner. We're now joined by one of my favorite people, Luca uh, Arias from uh, Frankie's Old World Italian Bakery. And, of course, Frankie's Back Room. And they have great music. And they've got all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, hey, Luca, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you, Bonnie? Good, good. You guys are busy over there, right? Busy, busy, busy with bread and Italian food and people picking stuff up, yes? Yes, absolutely. We're, we're doing our takeout, and that's still still going on. Um, a lot of pastries and cookies and sandwiches. Yeah, they've got... Boy, I tell you what, you've got to check. Have you ever been there, Brian? You, know you need to go. I, I've gone there once, but I want to go back again because now yeah. that he's saying all this, I'm like, I'm back. hungry. I'm I telling eat, you, they've got... <laughs> I got to eat something. Great Italian, you know, lasagna, pizza, pasta, sandwiches, bread, desserts, really great stuff. But also, they have um, music, and they are the... Frankie's is really the only place in the Valley that has done st- a steady Facebook live streams from their um, facility since May. Uh, they do on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday... Saturday at 5 p.m. just like a half hour five songs with different musicians throughout the valley I've done several of them Eric has done several of them a lot of great musicians and uh, so tell us about how you got that got started and who's coming up tonight and Saturday oh sure sure well it's called Project Bread for Musicians and it was um, really the brainchild of our jazz vocalist and and partner here Hope Diamond Um, she came up with this idea Um, and um, the way it works is uh, uh, people come in, um, artists who are out of work, as you know, so many people are out of, still out of work um, during this pandemic, um, but they can come into our bakery and uh, pick up a gift card. We ask our customers to drop off gift cards um, 
and uh, help us keep this going. And when uh, customers come in and drop off a gift card, it could be for a grocery store, a gas station, pretty much anything. When we give the customer a loaf of bread and then our artist comes in, asks for a gift card and we give them also a loaf of bread. And um, we use our live at fives, we call them, our performances, our little mini shows to promote this project. So as you said, uh, so many different artists in the Valley have, have come in and given up their time to do these uh, five or six songs in the evenings. It's always at five o'clock mm-hmm. and it's on our Facebook page. And the best way to find our, page, our Facebook page is to Google us, Frankie's Italian Bakery Facebook, and then uh, that should come up. And, and um, yeah, you can go on at five o'clock Wednesday through Saturday and we always have uh, one of our fantastic um, musicians doing um, a mini show. And you, uh, tonight I think you have Chris Bennett and who with who is somebody else? Yes. Yeah, tonight it's Chris Bennett with Rick Ross. Oh, that's Rick right. Ross is a fabulous singer, pianist, saxophone player, and they, they just sound great together. Um, Chris and, and Rick have done a couple of shows um, and tonight at five... Um, It'll be really, uh, should be fantastic. And yeah. Chris is amazing. I mean, she's she's got a bunch of CDs out, played tr- played all over the world. She's a wonderful singer and pianist. And then Saturday tomorrow night, it's Frankie himself. What what's his? Does he have a theme for the show? Yeah, Frankie the mustache. He's going to be doing his uh, little mini show of his Jerry Vale tribute. Oh, excellent! And yeah, he's done um, his tribute a, a few times. Uh, once uh, out in L.A. at the Gardenia. Um, but out here, we did it last year, and um, actually, Jerry Bell's wife was in attendance at the show, and he did such a great job. So you'll be able to, to catch him um, doing um, probably five or six songs also, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll be narrating a little story of, of Jerry Bell's life and mm-hmm. his um, yes. musical career. And Luca has become quite the um, cinematographer with his, with his phone and <laughs> Facebook. He's, he films all these, and you've gotten really good at it. Do you feel... Um, are you, I mean, do you feel, I would imagine you feel much more confident about doing it than you did when we started out in May. Oh, sure. And we learn every day because it's all new to us. But yeah, I mean, the lighting and the angles, everything, it's a lot of fun. Um, we, we, we've just had a great time, great time doing it. Yeah, we, we keep um, the videos on our Facebook page so you can always go back and, and see all the, the different performers. And, and now you, what, what's great, one of the many great things uh, about Frankie's is you, you guys are just like around the corner, like, you know, three minutes or whatever from the new casino in Cathedral City. And I really think that once everything really gets opened up again, um, that, um, that you're going to see a whole new crowd, a whole new, um, you know, folks that maybe didn't know about you before. Because the casino, I think, is having... As I understand it, occasional entertainment, but I don't think they're going to have like constant, constant entertainment. So if they're going to be on their gambling, it's like, where can we go to hear jazz? Your your place should be the one. Don't you yeah, think? definitely. We're we're um, preparing for that. We're looking forward to it. And and also during COVID, so many folks have come in who didn't know about us, and we mm-hmm. show them the back room. And mm-hmm. so we think there's a lot of uh, pent up enthusiasm. We're we're really looking forward to to finally opening up some some time with our indoor entertainment. Yeah. Now, we'll, do you, we'll see when that happens. Now, I know you don't want to necessarily spill any secrets, but are there any any plans you guys have for when things open up that you want to share about some yeah. stuff that's coming up? Well, um, not not so much. Just okay. that we're we're gonna be all geared up and and, and ready to go. We have um, so so many, and that's the other thing. By doing these live at fives, we've gotten to to meet and know so many of the um, artists in the valley, mm-hmm. also some of the musicians uh, that have come out from L.A. 
So we're, 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 we're really confident that we're going to be just having great lineups, you know, to, to come once we do get going. Yeah. And it's, and if you haven't checked out the room, again, once it opens, I mean, you see, if you watch the live streams and it's such, the lighting is so great, the stage with the blue curtain in the Frankie's back room, it looks really, really nice. And it is a really great room. And we've talked about this before, before the pandemic hit that there's really, it's kind of unique in the Valley, I think, as far as a room. The only thing that's, I think, maybe some, a little bit similar to it might be the purple room. Um, but as far as being sort of a New York style cabaret, uh, sort of intimate, it's not huge. Um, I think it's you really sort of have something unique there, which I think is a, a big asset. Yeah, sure. So it's a, definitely a, a unique location too. We're kind of in a, a more of an industrial, commercial kind of area. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of surprising when people drive into our street, which is on uh, off of Perez mm-hmm. Road in Cathedral City, and then they, they come in here and then. You see, it's a real beautiful cafe and bakery, but then we show them the back room, Mm -hmm. which is a whole other thing, and everyone's usually pretty surprised. Yeah, 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 Yeah. it's kind of, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily surprise. Now, Luca is also a performer, and I know he's, and he's, you're working all the time, and I think you're getting better and better and better. Are you feeling more confident now when you sing a song? Thank you. Yeah, I'm more of an MC type, but yeah, Yeah. the the, the singing, I've got just... I'm surrounded by such wonderful artists, you know, and, and I do learn a lot from them. And yeah, I'm getting a little more confident all the time and just trying to have fun when we go and get up there on stage. Yeah. You know, we do uh, several, um, what we call our, our company shows, which is mm-hmm. when Frankie puts together like the holiday shows. You've been in yes, most I, of them. Yes, they're such fun. They're so, I love them. They're such fun. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. And yeah. now, what, let me ask you, I don't know, because you now, now, your live stream, like I said, because no one else is really doing it at other venues. People are doing it from their living rooms, but you guys have been doing it steadily. Have you, have you been surprised by anything about uh, the performers that come in or the caliber of performers or anything that surprised you along the way uh, in doing this whole live stream thing since May? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I think that the caliber of the performers that, that have been coming in, and that, that's been a little bit surprising. And, uh, you know, we've, we've worked with them now during during this pandemic, and uh, we're, we're just looking forward to when they, they come back. But it has been uh, very special to us. I mean, we have um, Rose Millette coming up. Oh, um, great. Have, uh, Tommy Dodson, who hasn't done a show with us. Yes, yeah. going to be performing on March 12th, Friday, March 12th. And, and Rose, by the way, is going to be on, on Saturday, March 6th. She's, they're both so, fabulous. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're excited about that. And then the other surprising thing is just that when, when the artists come in, they, they just love the room. They, mm-hmm. they really love the sound. They love the lighting. And, and they, they feel at home. At least that's what they told us. So. Yeah, and that's important. So, so yeah. Luca, when you, going back to you for a moment, and you're performing, who, who, what kind of style do you feel the most comfortable with? Or is there a singer or a performer that you sort of, uh, that's an influence for you as far as your development as a singer? I, I really like um, Dean Martin Beatles, but I also like uh, more of the, the newer stuff. Um, and in fact, I'm working right now on a, on a popular song by Maroon 5, and that's something I'm going to bring in a little later. But mm-hmm. it's a little bit like um, pretty wide range, but my influence is definitely the, the older the older music yeah yeah and uh let's go back go switch to the food for a moment um are you guys do you guys always are you guys kind of always adding to and mixing up your menu i know you're sure you have some regular staples that you do all the time but you i mean frankie kind of throws new stuff in from time to time yes 
Oh, all the time. Sure, sure. I mean, we, we usually comes up with a new entree, a new salad, and whatever it is, especially the new new desserts. That's why I I put together a, a new menu every week. We we change it every. You know, there's some things that are staples, and we keep them going, like the lasagna, the eggplant, the spaghetti. But then there are there are other items that come up that are they're really neat and interesting. Uh, like right now, we have our Aussie style uh, prime rib pies, which are just outrageous. They're so good. Prime rib pie? Did you say? Yeah, it's prime rib pie. Wow, that sounds interesting. That's not Italian, but it's very good. (laughs) Once in a while, he just goes all over the place and comes up with nice hits like that, yeah. And so so people know, tell us your, now are you still closed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? Tell us your days and hours. Yes, we are here Wednesday through Saturday, 10 to 5. Okay, and And, um, um, and people can can people call ahead and order stuff and then just come pick it up or, or go to the website. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, the best way. Yeah, they they can call and order ahead. Um, our our menu is is online. Our our website is simply Frankie's Italian Bakery dot com. Okay. Um, we have our, our menu there, and I also have a newsletter that I send out mm-hmm. every every week to let people know what our what our new items are and and also who will be performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and the other thing I didn't mention is that we have pizza on Saturdays. Ooh, and that, okay. that's really taking off. Yeah. yeah. And if someone is listening, there is a local a performer, a local performer out there who uh, might want to be part of one of the live streams. How, what should they do? How should they contact you? Yeah, they could just uh, call us at the bakery and um, let us know and then and stop by and we'll, we'll talk to them and, and hopefully get them on there. Also, if an artist um, is in need of, of some a little bit of help, they can stop by for, for their gift, gift card. card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they I can give you our, our phone number if you want. Yes, yes, uh, please do. Yes. 760-770-1300. All right, seven seven zero thirteen hundred. Excellent. All right, so yeah, again, live it. live stream tonight, five o'clock. Facebook, Chris Bennett with Rick Ross, some fabulous musicians, and Saturday, Frankie the Mustache himself doing his Jerry Vale show. But thank you again to you, uh, Luca and Frankie. I mean, not only have you stayed open and done the, the pickup and the takeout through this whole thing, but provided music for people and a place for entertainers to do their thing too, and also the project bread for musicians, so that there's a place that musicians who are really down on the luck and have been out of work and come get a gift card so it's really a a win-win-win for everybody and uh, we really appreciate uh your friendship and all this uh, the work that you've done the great food and the great music and uh thank you guys we really 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 well, appreciate thank it you. thank Here. you bonnie and we, we we thank the entire community because really it's everybody pitching in on um, the artists the customers everybody wants to, to kind of keep this whole thing going and, and they're helping yeah, us out with that absolutely. too. All right, Luca, say hi to Frankie. Give him a hug for us. Thank you so much. I sure will. Thank you so much, Bonnie and Brian. Nice All right, talking. we'll see you soon. All right, okay. Luca and Frankie, great place. Frankie's Italian Bakery. Check it out. Live stream five o'clock Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All right, we'll be back with more on the Culture Corner.
You're listening to Bonnie Gilgallen and Brian Mendoza talking arts and entertainment on iHub Radio's The Culture Corner. Live from the desert cities of Southern California, here's Brian and Bonnie. And for this segment, we're going to get into something a little bit more light just to kind of, because that was a really good interview, Bonnie. Oh, that, thank you. The positive vibes. I, I always love the interview. Yeah, because we have some, sometimes we have some <laughs> negative news stories, so we got to mix it up. Yeah. So it's not necessarily super positive, but it is a new streaming service. Mm-hmm. So if you already have CBS All Access, that will now be rebranded as Paramount Plus. So if you already have it, you're going to have to get upgraded. So if you're already paying the $6 a month, now you have to pay $10 because it's now a new thing. Mm-hmm. So Paramount Plus will now ha- will lean in all th- will lean into all the um, products under the parent company Viacom CBS, which will include anything on CBS that they own, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, and the Paramount Network, along with movies from paramount picture studio so anything that they own the rights to still they will now be on paramount plus and a lot of stuff that's coming out on paramount plus will include um, a flash dance television series a um fatal attraction tv show a fatal attraction tv show they will have a new spongebob tv series they will have a new avatar the last airbender series which was a popular nickelodeon show they will also try to have a TV show based on Halo, and they're also gonna come up with a new series of Criminal Minds. So there's a lot of stuff they're trying to bring back, the same with the Italian Job, new Star Trek shows, a lot, and Rugrats, iCarly, so I'm name dropping all these things so you can get a good idea of like the types of programming that will be on there and what they own, and RuPaul's Drag Race will be on there too, so they will have a bunch of like other people other brands too so you'll have you'll see some things mm-hmm. Frasier's coming back as a revival on this okay streaming service instead of nbc which mm-hmm. would have been peacock yeah that's complicated that's its own thing but um they also will have Grease: the rise of the pink ladies a prequel series mm. they will also have a the game which is a tv show from bet coming back and behind the music will have new episodes and they will also have a revival of 60 Minutes specifically for Paramount Plus. And so you'll have a lot of a lot of programs on there. Like you'll have a lot of programs and the shows that were already on CBS All Access, like The Good Fight, which is a spinoff of The Good Wife, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that will come back and continue. Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Discovery, and Why Women Kill. So you'll have all this programming and it will be for $10.99. Pay me Paramount because I'm doing a free yeah. commercial for you. He, basically, Brian wants his cut, yeah. right? And it's $10.99 for the non-ads and $6.99 for ads. And I will say that this sounds intriguing in my opinion, but mm-hmm. it almost feels like ev- it almost feels like it's getting closer and closer to cable. I, I I wanted to ask you a question because there are so now there's so and part of it obviously a big part of it the pandemic has caused more people more. Play, uh, networks and movie companies say, hey, how can stream stuff so people can at least see content because they're not going to go sit in the movie theater yet. Uh, do you see this? Because I, I, I don't have any of them. We just have regular, you know, we have Spectrum, we have regular TV, and, uh, but we don't, I, we don't pay for any of the streaming things. And my question for you would be, do you think this is the wave of the future? I mean, will we, will we always have just regular TV that 
you don't have to pay extra for <laughs> in addition to all these stream things? I would like to say that I'm hopeful that network television, which is where you can just mm-hmm. get the box and mm-hmm. all that and don't have to pay for yeah. cable. I would hope that sticks around, but I feel like streaming services, I feel like we have to jump on Are here that. to stay. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. No, they're yeah. not. It, yeah. They're accessible. They're easy to like figure out and people i think are getting tired of commercials i think they're mm-hmm. willing to pay the extra to for not it. have to yeah yeah and when and sometimes like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest like when i have peacock the i've checked it out the free ad version of it and i thought why is the ad showing up in places that it shouldn't be like i was watching a horror film and right when something scary is about to happen ad takes you out of the experience yeah, and i yeah, feel like yeah. they also do it with tv shows where the sitcom they would have there are commercial breaks when you watch it on dvd let's say you're watching like cheers on dvd you'll have the commercial breaks because they'll cut to they'll fade to black and then they'll fade back in because there's no commercials mm-hmm. they don't even do that on peacock on peacock they'll just cut in the middle of a scene and then sometimes they'll match the commercial breaks mm-hmm. but for some reason they throw in extra commercials here and there and i thought this is way too many ads for a yeah. literal um, thirty-minute, t- twenty-two-minute yeah. TV show, and yeah. I feel like streaming services are going to stay. They're going to stay mm-hmm. for a while, and I don't know what's going to replace them later down the line because always something coming around, yeah. right? Yeah. But I feel like I feel like all these networks are trying to jump on the streaming bandwagon because they're scared. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no. You would think there's no reason for CBS and NBC and ABC to all have their places in different parts. Like mm-hmm. ABC has Hulu, yeah. CBS has Paramount Plus, and NBC has Peacock. There's mm-hmm. no reason to have all these separated. Mm-hmm. But then you realize that, well, that's how they're going to try to survive. Yeah, and and I get that. And I mean, everyone's trying to survive. All 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 these businesses and restaurants and venues and entertainment. Everyone's trying to survive. And it's been a year now. I mean, it was. I think it was as I recall, March thirteenth. That was that I remember sort of the shutdown. The people that started losing gigs. Eric lost gigs. That everything would. So we're coming up on a year. Like two two weeks. It'll be in a full year since you know we've been shut me. down. And it's like. I don't think anybody thought, I mean, I didn't think back then that this would last a year, that this this shutdown, you know, as we have been. And I think the shutdown helped actually probably helped them out with streaming services. I think streaming services... Because everybody's at home. They got to do something. Yeah. And you can honestly cancel cable and get Mm -hmm. one streaming service and have enough content Mm -hmm. because there's this thing where someone said to me there's so much content out there that you'll never ever get through it and Mm -hmm. i said you're right Mm -hmm. that's the sad thing is i don't never get to watch all the popular stuff yeah i I know some people that have done that they've gotten rid of regular tv and they just have a streaming thing because there's enough on there to watch but and i think that netflix is still the king of everything Mm -hmm. and hulu is probably the second most popular one but I think that with Disney Plus and HBO Max, especially with this year with HBO Max releasing theatrical movies that Warner Bros. would produce on the same day as they would have, as the same day they would release it in theaters outside of the U.S., they release it in streaming here. Like there's a Tom mm-hmm. and Jerry movie that came out literally today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have mixed feelings about that. But I, I got a question for you. For, say, for, for instance, Peacock. So Peacock's the NBC yeah. streaming thing, right? Do they carry also carry MSNBC or do you have to have regular network TV to get that? That's a good question. I never actually looked into Cause that. Because I, that, I'm, I watch Rachel and MSNBC. I'm never losing, I'm never losing that. <laughs> and HGTV, the house home improvement show. I love that one too. So, According to this, 
Peacock does have MSNBC okay. on there. So, but I don't think I don't I can't see ever getting rid of network TV myself personally. I don't but. think so either. But I'm also kind of thinking that this. I think the strategy of making their own streaming services is going to probably backfire because I think not everybody wants to buy every st- service. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to backfire at some point yeah. for Peacock and Paramount Pictures. But we never know. We never know. You never know. All right, coming up in our, our next second hour, we're going to have uh, Michelle Ogle and talk about COVID fatigue, get some therapy on the Culture Corner in a little bit, just a bit. <laughs> 